The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. Hey, what's up? Uh, this is Tom Arnold, and uh, you're listening to uh, Tech Talk Radio. They're really great, and uh, I love them. Hey, how about a copy of Windows? Uh, can I get a laptop? Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. And I'm Justin Lemmy. We are the show that talks about computers, technology, and the internet. It is just the two of us today. That's easy going, huh? We want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, I want to remind you, too, you can follow us. Uh, we are on Spreaker. If you listen to us on Spreaker, it's kind of cool. You can also uh, follow us through our links on our website at techtalkradio.com. Uh, and then you can subscribe and listen on your favorite platform, which is kind of cool. Big shout out to some of the other uh, podcasts that are out there. I mean, we're a radio broadcast, but you know, we, we end up serving this as a podcast. But uh, we like box office quarterbacks, Paul and Griff. Uh, there's some new ones that I'm following on Twitter. I mean, you can find all kinds of great shows available on Twitter, depending on what you want to listen to, mm. which is pretty cool. I've been finding some uh, 007 stuff. And oh, there's wow. A, there's a new one, Dads on Dayquil. What? Yeah, Dads on Dayquil. It's uh, three dads sitting around talking about being dads. And I just, I, I love the concept. Are they drinking Dayquil while they're doing it? No, I don't think so. I think they're just oh. saying, they're just saying that they need it after being dads. Oh, or something yeah. like that. Well, I, I need NyQuil after that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. So there's a lot to talk about, a lot going on. We actually have uh, some good questions as well. But uh, one of the big stories we had this week was about Mario. Mm. And, you know, considering our show from a couple of weeks ago was actually titled, It's Me, Mario. Only because <laughs> it's you do me, Mario. You do that so well. And <laughs> uh, there's a story out that Mario is dying. What? Uh, not, and not dying in sales, but they actually got a day of death for Mario. Well, they just killed off Luigi. Yeah, that's right. He just disappeared from a lot of things, right? Yeah. Well, now Mario's going. Uh, and the big story is, will Mario be gone by the time this show airs? Uh, Nintendo announced it's going to be removing Super Mario 3D All-Stars, Super Mario Brothers uh, 35, uh, Game & Watch, uh, and the Super Mario's 35th anniversary merchandise collection. Uh, they're saying the, the game Super Mario Brothers 35 won't even be playable after March 31st, a date that uh, some are saying online will be the day Mario dies. See, now, the, how can you do that? Like, literally, Mario is Nintendo. Right? I mean, he, that's how we got to know about Mario. Even Donkey Kong, you had yeah. Mario. Yeah, of course. Mario was everything. And I, I, there's something behind this there's something going on there there's something that we just don't know yet that do you think maybe a I revamp maybe a could, revamp of mario would that be could it? be it could be they could be trying to you know for the next generation of mario or something but there's just no way that nintendo is going to get i mean that that's like saying like i don't know that's like saying like apple's gonna get rid of the iphone yeah I mean, there's just no way. You mentioned that they're going to get rid of a couple of the games. I get that. They're they're pulling the whole Disney trick, where they're going to release a game ah, yes. for a little while, and then they're going to put it back in the quote unquote vault mm -hmm. for a while, and then they're going to come out, you know, two to three years later and say, "Hey, look at we're re-releasing it to make even more money." Yeah, you know, I get it. That and 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 especially the fact that you're saying that one of those games. Uh, the Super Mario 35th anniversary won't even be playable. Yeah. I get that. That makes sense. They're going to put it back in the vault, and then a couple of years down the line, they're going to re-release it again, load of money again, mm -hmm. as they always do, just like Disney does with all their Disney classics. There's just no way 
you can kill off Mario. There's well, just no way. You think about some of the stand-up arcade games that are out there. I mean, I know there's some. Isn't there that you could play like Super Mario or Mario Brothers Autumn? I mean, how could they get rid of well, that? If you have old I mean, school classic, yeah, yeah, classic, classic games. And oh, yeah, of course, if you have like cartridges and stuff. But in the day and age of internet connected uh, consoles, such as the Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. I could see that. Even if you get the cartridge version of, you know, let's say Super Mario 35, I mean, I don't even know if they had a cartridge version of it, but let's say you do get it, doesn't matter. If your console is internet connected, which basically all of our consoles are right now, they could easily download a patch that says, nope, sorry. Can't play it anymore. Can't play it. Ooh. Put it back on your shelf. That wouldn't be good. I that know. That wouldn't be good. But that would upset a lot of people because you think about it. People that went out and bought a $60 game and then all of a sudden they can't play it anymore. Yeah. Like that would, that would, I think that would cause a revolt against Nintendo. Well, and, Nintendo and, has been doing such good things these past Five years mm-hmm. when they re- when they released the Switch. Now Nintendo is right behind, and I hate to say behind, but in some ways they're ahead of PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah. It's like the alternative that's a little less expensive, and the games are a little easier to understand and play for the young ones. Well, yeah. Nintendo's always been a family-friendly console. I mean, yeah. they've, they've, they've got a, a couple games that are, you know, rated teen or maybe even mature but for the most part most of the games are family friendly games whereas xbox and playstation it's kind of hard to find a family friendly game on xbox or playstation everything is more geared towards adults plus playing mario is kind of fun well yeah i mean honestly my son eric we all you know if you listen to the show before you know who eric is yeah he's four years old he's been playing mario nonstop. matter of fact we just redid his room. We built him a whole new room, and we made it a Mario-themed room. I you painted did it. Not. I did. I painted it two-tone. So the bottom half is is green, like grass green, right? With it, with a little bit of a crown molding in the center to kind of separate the colors. And then the upper part is like a sky blue. And then we got a bunch of big, huge, like, like what is the the big company that's well known, like Fathead. Right, we got these big vinyl stickers of Mario and Luigi and all the Bowser and all that, like jumping and hitting oh, that's the blocks. So cool. And we decorated his entire room in Mario theme. Not only that, but he's got a bunch of figurines. He's got a hats. He's got T-shirts. He even now plays the Nintendo Switch by himself. Like he knows how to play Mario at four. How are, at four? Wow, I couldn't even hold a pencil. He, he just. <laughs> Well, there's a lot to dive into there, uh, but we're not going to discuss it on this show. Anyway, um, but no, but like seriously, he just beat Bowser for the first time today That's by himself. Cool. He was asking me, Daddy, Daddy, help me, help me beat Bowser. I'm like, no, no, you're going to do it. I can't do it. I'm like, no, you're going to do it. And he's like, okay. And then he comes back with the biggest grin on his face. He's like, Daddy, I did it. I did it. I beat Bowser. And that is cool. That was like one of his most crowning achievements was to that point was beating Bowser. Somebody How are you going to take care of that? How are you going to take that away from a kid? Somebody asked me the other day, uh, like, why is playing console games like on the Switch better than playing your, your mobile games that you could get for free <laughs> well, and maybe have, you know, in-app purchases and stuff? And um, I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong here, but I, I, told, I told them it's all about the AI because the AI is going to want you to have to buy stuff to, to keep playing, to want you to keep playing the game. For mobile? For the mobile games. Yeah. You know, you get a game for free, you download the game, you play it, and it's constantly going to say, okay, you can go this far. Or they're going to get your your AI for the game switched up 
to really almost expert level. So it's really going to be impossible unless you give it a couple of days or you you pay for that those extra features. Whereas on a game like a Switch or something like that, the kids are playing and they don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. You, when you buy a console game, you're paying the developers up front. You're paying for what they made. So you're paying, you know, the 60 bucks or yeah. whatever. And there are some games, you know, especially PC games where you can you can even pay up to 100 bucks. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about you, Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're paying up front. Whereas mobile games, a lot of times... You know, because there's, there's, you know, the, the the market is so saturated, and and yeah, I mean, consoles are saturated too, but it's in a different category. Whereas mobile, you get the game for free, yeah. and they rely on in-app purchases, and and it starts out with, oh well, you can buy this starter pack for ninety nine cents. Oh, what's a dollar? I can afford a dollar. Yeah, and then it becomes five dollars. And Actually, then it you, becomes you got a $10. monkey on your back, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> I've told this story a long time ago, but I used to play the game Clash of Clans. Now, that's a insanely popular game. It's been out for 10 years now. Super Supercell put it out, didn't they? Yes, yeah, Supercell. Yeah. It's been out for like still out like 10 years. Yeah, no, people play play it all the time. I have spent. Now, let's say, let me put it this way. Um I played it from the years of 2014 to 2018, I took yeah. a year off, and then I played it a little bit more in the late 2019, early 2020. How much do you think I've spent on that game for for the from well, 2014 to 2019? Let's just say 2014 to 2019. Let's just say that. All right, so five you figure, years. Okay, if you were gonna buy a game, it would cost sixty bucks. So say maybe seventy five dollars. Yeah, I'm just you know. Yeah, no, no. I think uh, I think over the course of the five years that I've played it in, in total, I've probably spent around eight hundred dollars. Oh my lord! Wow. Yeah, because and that, I mean, that's because the in-app stuff. Exactly. Twenty bucks here, twenty bucks there. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I just got paid. I got an extra twenty bucks. I'll throw twenty bucks at it. That stuff adds up. And now, yeah. I, now it's not been like let's say eight hundred bucks my own money. I got a you know gift cards for my birthday. You know, like my mom's like, hey, "What do you want for your birthday?" I'm like, "Hey, I want a Google Play gift card." You know, okay, here's a hundred dollar gift card. Woohoo! Clash of Clans, here I come. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, but but those are the things. Like, so yeah, I think I've spent probably close to close to a thousand dollars. Wow. Uh, on that game, are there games that are on the the mobile platforms that allow you to put? To buy the game outright oh, sure. and not have to worry about in-app well, sure. purchases. Like I just got one a couple of days ago. Um, it was called uh, Bloons. Bloons TD Six. It's the sixth generation of Bloons. Now Bloons is a tower defense game where you basically set up, you know, your 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 defenses, and then these these balloons come marching through in a certain pattern, and your defenses have to hold them off. That's called a tower defense game. Bloons TD Six was. I want to say $5, $5, right? And there's no in-app purchases. Oh, that makes it nice. So, you don't have to worry about it then. Exactly. And it's a really good game. The quality, the graphics are great. But then again, like I just got another game. Um, it's called uh, Bowling, I don't know, Bowling something or other. But it's just a bowling game and it's for free. But uh, yeah, there's in-app purchases. And so you can only go so far. Like you can play every single day, but then you have to get to a point where, hey, you need to wait eight hours. Otherwise, hey, if you want to play right now, you can pay a dollar ninety nine, and we'll be able to let you play again. 
And it's like, oh man, you know, I got an extra hour to kill. Yeah, okay, fine. I'll pay a dollar ninety nine. I'll I'll do it. That's that's the way they design these games. But my beef, I, I got to be honest, Andy. My beef with uh with mobile games now, yeah, is the way they name their games. Right. Almost every single game has one of the following uh, four keywords. Okay. Clash. Yeah. True. Hero. Mm-hmm. Idol. Right. Or tycoon. Every one of the games has that. And I swear to God, I'm thinking this is what we should do, Andy. We should create a company. Uh-huh. We should make a game called the Idol Hero Clash Tycoon. <laughs> we would be We'd billionaires. Break it in. I love billionaires. that. There's one that's out there right now that I keep seeing the ads for. And it's funny because I've almost pulled the trigger on it. And it's free. E-V-O-N-Y. And it's available okay. for Android and the iPhone. And they're running a lot of ads uh, for this now in social media. You're seeing it like on iFunny. When you watch a funny and you click over, there's an ad. Uh, Words with friends. They're running it through there. And it's you move these little levers and you try and save the person or get them to a, a gold thing. And you know you're going to have to buy something at some point sure, to solve the puzzle. So, I, it's again, I, and I keep thinking, oh, go ahead and get it. Well, but then you know, why? Because I'm going to be in that same rut. You know, there's there's been a couple people that I've met, you know, going back to the original uh, game we were talking about, Clash of Clans. There's been some people that I've played with, and I know personally, that have never, ever spent a single dollar on Clash of Clans. Wow. And their bases look amazing. Like, I mean, they're they're... Their game, they're so much more advanced than I am. But here's the thing. They're playing constantly. Like every time they get a free moment, they launch the game. They go they go and do a quick attack. They get some loot. They come back, and then they do it again every day. They're on it for like, you know, uh, probably they go on it, you know, 20, 30 times a day. Whereas me, I get maybe half an hour a day. Yeah. A, a day. To go do as much as I can. Well, you can only do so much in that said half hour for free yeah. without having to pay for it. So that's another thing they're banking on is the fact that a lot of people don't have the time to constantly check on their game and make progress. They know that people play games from these hours to these hours. Mm-hmm. And that's when we want to be able to limit their gameplay to make them buy stuff. That's uh, that's And that's the other side of it. So you get these ones with in-app purchases. You may play a game like I play the popular Words with Friends. I love that one. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. I'll play for a half an hour, maybe at night. Uh, even sitting in bed, I might just go ahead and you know exercise the brain a little playing them. But that's that's where they make their money. You can do in-app purchases. You can pay 10 bucks and not be you know uh, infiltrated with ads. Or you go ahead and get an ad after every move. They're making more money that way yeah. than if you were to go ahead and pay that 10 bucks. Also, yeah, it's advertising, in-app advertising is, is crazy. Now, there are also games out there that'll say, hey, look, we know you don't want to spend money, but <laughs> you see this golden case over here? Ding, 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 ding. If you watch an ad, we'll yeah. give it to you for free. Exactly. And you know who's doing that now? Is Coinbase. Now, Coinbase, I, I don't know if you've seen this. Coinbase, which is, you know, a, what do you call them? Uh, Cryptocurrency exchange. Yeah, an exchange. Thank you. Uh, they now have it. So if you're, you know, you, you sign up, you get an account with Coinbase, which is, you know, pretty much you can set up a free account. And, but they'll give you, like, they'll give you some coins, some some crypto, if you watch a video. 
oh, we're going to show you a video about, you know, say new or one of the other many different uh, cryptocurrencies that are available. And you might score yourself $3 in cryptocurrency, you know, just to help boost that. But you're watching a video and you know, they're getting a little yep. kickback from the oh, company. Of course they are. And not just there. I mean, just about in any of the exchanges you look, you go, what the heck is this coin? Yeah. You know, what is this one? They're all fly by night companies looking to try to make a quick buck. And they're, they're mining the, the, the cryptocurrency, right? So they're, they're well, doing their own selves or how does yeah, that work? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's got to be able to mine their own coins and stuff to be able to, to, to do the transactions, uh, on the crypto or on the, on the blockchain. But, um, you know, a lot of time these companies, they, they come out and they say, well, we've got this wonderful thing that's going to cure cancer and everybody should buy our coins and everybody does. And then they're just, there's no regulation behind it. So this company just disappears and everybody's just left holding a bag of coins that are completely worthless. Yeah. You've seen the value. Maybe you might've seen the value popping up and then suddenly it's down. Just boom. And a lot of times it's, it's overnight, you know, because they bank on certain geographical areas to pump their coins. Let's say for instance, America. Right. And then when, 95% of America is sleeping. That's when they go to, let's say, the Chinese market and say, nope, we're leaving. Bye. And then boom, the price drops overnight. So you wake up, boom, your coins are worthless. Have you ever done that? You've gone to bed and, and it's riding high. And oh, you're, yeah. you're looking, oh, look at this. It's well, at 61,000. And then you wake up the next morning, it's at 54. Yes. <laughs> well, I did that a couple of weeks ago. This was a, a few, about a month ago. I was looking at Bitcoin and I was really watching Bitcoin who's the king of all coins, really. Yeah. And I could just tell, I was like, mm, I think there's something going to happen. I think there's, I even told Misa, I think there's something going to happen. I said, I think it's going to drop. Okay. And I told Misa, it's like, I'm thinking I might just cash out all of our Bitcoin right now and, yeah. and let this go down and then I'll rebuy it on a discount. Right. And she's like, no, 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 don't do that. We've spent so much money. We, you know, we, we got all, so much invested. I'm like, all right, fine. Hoddle. I woke up. Got a high woke. I woke up and it had crashed and I was like, gosh, if I would have sold when I wanted to, I could have rebought that at like a 25% discount. And that's what a lot of people are doing. They're, they're, of course. So you, they're, they're doing it hot, but you sell it high and you, you buy it low. Yeah. You've got to set your stop losses. If you're going to be a person that's going to trade, you got to learn what the meaning of a stop loss is. Yeah. And you got to learn how to be able to set those before you go to bed. Because once you're sleeping, you don't want to be sleeping thinking, oh my gosh, am I going to lose money? Am I going to lose money? No. You, you set your stop loss. And if the price gets to that point where you feel comfortable selling, it'll automatically sell for you. You got to be really careful about some of the stuff you read uh, that you see online. You may see stories on news feeds, uh, Twitter, on, on other sites. That will say, oh, we're predicting, you know, big, massive gains. You might go to another website and you say, we're predicting major losses. I saw one this past week that said, you know, it's going to eventually get to 300,000. But there's oh, going to, but when it, when it, the bubble burst, that's what you'll hear. It's going to be like a, like a long, hard winter where well, it, we, it's going to be that way for a long way. We've, we've seen that. We've written this out. We, yeah. We've been doing this for quite some time. You, you write it out and you just, okay, you either huddle, you get, you know, or you get rid of it and say goodbye. Well, that's what we did. I was buying it at, when I first got into Bit, buying Bitcoin, it was right at the height and the 2017, uh, you know, huge market where everybody was buying. It was like 19,000 for a Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. I was buying it and then it crashed and went all the way down to like 2,500, maybe yeah. even 3,000. I remember that. I was still buying, still buying every month, buying, 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 buying. Now, 
It's at $60,000, and right. I'm sitting pretty because well, I believed in the technology. Yeah, and that's the whole thing, the thing about the, uh, uh, the, the, the blockchain, which has got a lot of people confused. Now, I'm trying to see if we can get this guy on the show, and I don't, I don't think it's going to happen today, but uh, certainly something in the future if we can get him on. Uh, there is a, a guy named Daniel Roberts out there, and Daniel is the chief editor for Decrypt. Now, um, I, I'm going to tell our listeners about this, and I, what, I was thinking about keeping it as a website of the week. But seriously, so Decrypt is decrypt.co, all right? So you can go there. You can follow uh, Daniel on Twitter. But uh, we're learning a lot now. You know you know the, the, the technology behind the, the Bitcoin is the blockchain, and the cryptocurrency is the blockchain. Well, now we're hearing about this thing called NFTs. Mm. And, you know, the thing is, is... To be cool, a lot of the technology and a lot of the entertainment sites are using it like we're supposed to know what it all means. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I got an NFT in this art project. And um, I have no clue what NFTs really, really are. I know it has something to do with the blockchain. And it's a way that artists are selling their, they're selling their artwork now via the, and making some good money. But you still have no, like, I have a, a couple of tangible things. Could I then go ahead and create an NFT out of it? And pretty much, but the I mean, thing, that means I'm selling it, right? Well, I mean, pretty see, much. I don't. That's that's what I don't. I that's what I don't get. Like, yeah. I mean, I've I've heard some crazy stories. Like there was a guy that literally sold the Brooklyn Bridge <laughs> as an NFT. <laughs> the guy never owned the Brooklyn Bridge in the first place. Yeah. Can you can you do it if you don't so, own it? That's somehow question. he was able to sell an NFT of the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, I don't know exactly how that works, but like, I think of it as um, there's another coin that's been out there for a while now that I'm I'm heavily invested in it, but they kind of have the same idea. It's not necessarily NFT. Now NFT stands for non fungible token, which is the weirdest name ever. Yeah, uh, non fungible token. But um, there's a there's a company that that has their own coin called V Chain. And, oh, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, VeChain is – so basically what their whole idea was is to use the blockchain to verify ownership and authenticity of products because that's what an NFT really is. An NFT is just a there's, – there's no way that somebody can tell you that you don't own an NFT because it's in the public blockchain. It shows your – you know, Bitcoin address or NFT address or whatever it is that registers with, but it shows that you own this thing, whatever that thing may be. But what VeChain was is VeChain was designed to say, for instance, Louis Vuitton bags, right? That's a great example. Louis Vuitton bags. There's a huge knockoff market for Louis Vuitton, right? You right. can go to pretty much anywhere in, in East Asia or whatever and buy these knockoff Louis Vuitton bags that look pretty darn similar to a real bag, but they're not. That's where VeChain steps in. VeChain will utilize, uh, um, uh, uh, what do they call them? NF no. What's the little thing on your phone that you can like touch to pay? I, I, I want to say NFT, but that's not. It is NFC. NFC. NFC, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So good, just say NFC. Yeah, NFC. They use NFC tags right in their products and so the nfc tag then has a blockchain address that can trace a product from the point of manufacturer to the point of distribution to the point of sale to the point of resale 
So you always know that you're getting an authentic product. That's kind of what I imagine NFTs are. Like nobody can tell you that you don't own an NFT. It's just, what are you buying with it? Like a lot of artists are selling their artwork as NFTs. Yeah. But but are they actually delivering the artwork to the client? Or yeah. are they just saying, you technically own this, but I'm going to keep it up in this museum here. Or I'm going to keep it in my own possession. But you own it. Like, I don't get it. I just we're, I don't get that. We're going to have to try and see if we can get if we can get Daniel or somebody on from Decrypt to talk about it. But in the yeah. meantime, definitely take a look at their website, Decrypt.co. In the meantime, we got to take a quick break. We'll come back with more of Tech Talk Radio. There's a lot going on. We actually have a couple of uh, email questions that were sent in to us that we could possibly answer. And if you're thinking about getting yourself a brand new laptop or you're thinking about taking the plunge and building a, a computer, we're going to hopefully have a couple of solutions for you. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. Find us on the web at techtalkradio.com. We'll be right back. And now back to Tech Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. I'm John St. John, the voice of Duke Nukem. And Big the Cat and a whole bunch of other crazy characters from video games. And you're listening to Tech Talk Radio. <laughs> I know I do. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Justin Lemmy. And I'm Andy Taylor. So Mary sent us a note. It says, hey guys, I love your show. I don't understand half the stuff, but now I'm in need of your help. She said, I am struggling to fund a laptop. I think she means find a laptop. Uh, funding is also fun. Uh, it's a uh, system overload looking online. I'm enrolled to go back to school for my bachelor's in accounting, which is very cool. Uh, yeah. Any suggestions you could have for me? Uh, for I'm thinking, wow. So I, it is, you know, when you're looking for a laptop, it, it can be really confusing. Because well, think about it. How yeah. many different types are on the market now? Too many to count. It depends on what you want to use it for. Like, are you trying to use it for just like schoolwork? Mm -hmm. And like email and web browsing. Right. Or are you going to be using it to like create, you know, I mean, for accounting, you really don't need this. But like if it's like programming or doing Visio documents or things like that, then there's a, there's a different use. But like if it's simply just for the basic stuff, get a Chromebook. Oh, I don't know about it. See, I, I'd love to recommend that. But see, I'm in the same way. I'm like, okay, uh, you think, okay, if you get a Chromebook, you got to use the Chrome OS, right? You sure? Yeah. All right. And that's going to be some adjusting. And then you might have some accounting programs that are not going to be able to work under that environment. Maybe if they're not cloud-based, oh, yeah, you could run right. into that. Yeah. Um, so you'll run into that, you know, and it, again, you go into the stores, you see, okay, you see a laptop that's $249. What is going to be the downside to that laptop? Then you see another one that's $500. What's going to be the upside versus that that one that's 250 and it can get really confusing. And I think any good salesperson, and we, we've mentioned this before, when you go in and you talk to a salesperson, you say the same thing that you told us, Mary, you're, you're listening, uh, is, you know, they should say, what are you going to be doing with it? Yeah. Um, Got to be a little bit more information. I mean, but I, but if, if you're looking for like a good middle of the line, I'd say something like, like an Asus. Mm -hmm. You know, I like, I love Asus. Asus and the Lenovo's uh, have Lenovo's certainly come yeah. along pretty good. Um, if you're, if you're looking for the big guns, I'd say a Surface, a Microsoft Surface is, you can't go wrong with a Microsoft Surface. Now, yeah. Some people are saying that the Surface is uh, actually doing a little better than uh, the Max because of its, uh, its ability to do so many different things yeah. with the Surface. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah, we've seen the ads. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> you've seen the new ads with with uh, Justin. What is his name? Justin, Justin Long? Long. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If, for those of you who don't know, I, we're not gonna go off too much of a tangent, but Justin Long as an actor he was really famous for dodgeball he was in dodgeball mm -hmm. but um he used to be in those commercials where it's hi i'm a mac and i'm a pc and he was the mac yeah he was Always. the mac guy and, and he, was, he was it was apple's commercials yeah and he was talking about you know why you don't want to get, a, get yourself a pc with windows because at the time if you remember it was vista yeah, so I kind of really agreed bad. with him on that one <laughs> yeah no but now he's back doing these art these these commercials for intel and basically saying, oh, that's that's a Mac? Like, it can... So you're telling me this PC can hook up four monitors and this Mac can hook up one? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay. Um, Natively, I yeah. I think I'm going to go with the PC. You yeah. Know, like, but no, I get it. But like, yeah, so the Macs, they're not doing so hot lately. Yeah. You know, the, the Apple's kind of been going down a little bit. Well, and I, I be honest with you, I have one Mac. And, it, you know, I, I don't use it. It would be... It would be great if I had a Mac because I think I might use it a little more. I, I had to. I consulted with somebody not too long ago that was starting a podcast, and I uh, I got to his office and it was a Mac. And I remember thinking, "Oh, this is gonna be fun." But honestly, within twenty minutes, I was able to to navigate around it and get the program loaded he needed and get them all set up on it. So it wasn't that difficult. But one thing that you might do if you're ever in the situation where Mary. Uh, you, you have somebody saying, you know, you need to get this. You're going to have to get yourself, you know, a laptop because you're going to bring it to class. You're going to load things on it. Ask the course instructor, what yes. are the minimum requirements, uh, or what is the optimum requirements for what you're going to be using it for? Well, like you said, Andy, also ask, is there going to be any type of native software that I have to install? And especially if there is. Is this going to be CD-based or is it going to be download-based? Because mm. not a lot of laptops come with, with DVD or CD drives anymore. No, they don't. And if uh, if it requires it, you're going to have to spend an extra 35 bucks to get yourself an external USB drive. Uh, if you have, And if you go low-end on you know, a laptop, you're going to find you might only get two USB ports. So you might have one using a, you know, a receiver for your mouse keyboard, a mouse and a keyboard, and that leaves going to leave you with one freed. If you've got an external drive hooked up to it, suddenly then you're going to have to get yourself a USB hub. So yep. you're spending more money that way. So think about that. Um, I honestly say a good price range for a laptop, in my eyes, is six ninety nine to about eight ninety nine. You know, and if you're mm, if you're not using it for yeah. gaming or yeah, you know right. a lot of uh, video editing or photo photo manipulation, uh, that's that's what you're going to be looking at. Now, if you're going with a Surface, you're going to be spending a little more money than that. Yeah, sure. I mean, a Surface, you can, I think a Surface starts at $899, goes all the way up to like $2,700, but that's for like the top-end Surface. And again, you, you're not going to be doing top-end stuff, so you probably don't need it, but I love the Surface. I love the fact that it can be a tablet, it can be, you know, a, a laptop, it, it can do all those things. And, you know, even the Surface Book, Mm -hmm. You know, the Surface Book is a little different. It's more like a traditional laptop, but it's made by Microsoft. And you got all the support of Microsoft behind you, you know, with all the applications, Windows, all that stuff. Now, the next question would be, where do you buy said laptop? Um, where, you know, we obviously we know of the big box stores. Uh, mom and pops, there are some mom and pops that will carry laptops uh, brands, but you are going to get a big selection if you're going into, say, you know, an Office Depot, a Best Buy. Uh, Walmart, you're generally going to find they're not going to be the upper 
the upper end. It's not a knock on Walmart, but you're not going to find the highest end systems if you really want to, you know, spend a few dollars to get the the most bang for your buck. Yeah. Um, and that's where you look at, you know, again, the Best Buy, et cetera. Now, the other thing you could do is if you have a Sam's Club or a, a Costco membership, take a look at what they offer. Oh, that they have some of the best offers. They really have some great deals on there. Now, I got a tremendous deal on my laptop that I bought, uh, the Lenovo, and I had not bought another brand other than Asus. Matter of fact, I brought my daughter in Asus. Uh, my wife has an Asus. I've got an Asus. That's what I had. But when it came time, I got such a great deal on it because I went into the store and I, and the guy told me, he says, well, I can give you an off ad deal. So it's a deal that's not, it's not advertised, but I can give this deal for you till tonight. This is how much it's going to be. And the regular price was eight ninety nine. I got it for five ninety nine. Oh my gosh. But I had to buy it that day. Yeah, that well, was it. And I did. Okay. And sure. I, I mean, am, it's still, it's a great deal. I'm super happy with it. But so. you know, another thing about going back to Costco, and and even um, I, I'm I'm sure that Sam's Club probably does the same type of deal as this. But with Costco, I know for a fact you buy a product there, um, like an electronic product, you get the Costco concierge service, yeah, which gives you extra warranty on top of the the manufacturer's warranty, and also. You can even call the concierge service and get technical support for certain things. Yeah. So that way you don't have to go through to calling the, the manufacturer's technical support. So that's another really cool feature about Costco. I bought uh, some technology at Costco that way, and I was pretty happy with it. And, you know, do your do your research. Seriously, write down the prices, write down the specs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, realizing that i3, i5, i7, you know, they all have something when it comes to, you know, what, what it's going to be. Also, look at your storage. Uh, how much storage do you get? Do you get, say, sixty-four gigabytes? That's it. You yeah, know, that's you, you know, go if you laptop. can go with one terabyte. If you go with SSD, you're in a better position. Uh, look at your screen. Do you really need to have a, a seventeen-inch screen on your laptop or a sixteen-inch well, screen? I mean, that really goes again. You know, that goes to, to, to what, what are you, you going to be using on it? And also, how's your eyesight? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're an older person. Your eyesight's probably not going to be as good as a younger person. So, yeah, having a larger screen is going to give you a better opportunity to be able to see what's on said screen. Yeah, exactly. And, again, you know, you just write down all those facts. And if you have any questions on it, you go ahead and drop us a line. If we can answer it in time. If you're in the, sure. in the store waiting, I don't know what we're going yeah, to yeah. do. But, yeah. but if we can answer it in time and get back to you, uh, we can help maybe recommend a brand. Uh, I, again, we're both fans of Asus and Lenovo, not to knock HP. But uh, I just like that they don't put a lot of bloatware, and they're just they're good performers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so that might be uh, a way to go. So think about that. Also, um, one of the comments that I, I didn't share with you is they needed a ten key. So I said that's something you got to look at as well. Oh, ten yeah. key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, most, you know, most laptops you... will have them, but no, not eh. necessarily. Not not smaller laptops. They're not going to have ten key. No. But the thing is, is you can buy a USB ten key for like. 15 bucks yeah that you can just plug in when you ever whenever you need the 10 key it just will sit next to your laptop and it's connected via usb and bam bam do your 10 key it's not it's not that bad in that respect uh we got another one in from dave actually dave said the same pretty much the same thing that it listens to the show and uh, he's heard us talking about computers and he's thinking about biting the bullet and buying and building his own pc he doesn't want to buy one like a you know rack one he wants to build it himself he wants more control over it he wanted to know if it was going to be cheaper. And I, cause I don't have the email in front of me, but I'm remembering what he wrote. Is it easy to do? It depends. 
I mean, if you're like Mr. Bean when it comes to electronics, you you might double think that one. Yeah. You know, uh, but it's it's actually not that bad. I mean, what are the things you're going to need? You're going to need a case. Mm-hmm. You're going to need a power supply. Yeah. You're going to need your motherboard. Yeah. You're going to need a compatible processor with that yep. motherboard. Mm-hmm. You're going to need a fan. You need a, uh, vi- a couple fans. And most, yeah, depending on the size of the, the process you get. Uh, if you're not going to use onboard video or onboard audio, you want to get a video card, an audio card. Uh, most likely, the, the motherboard will come with uh, a what we call an Ethernet card. So you can, you know, Nick, do an that. An onboard NIC. Yeah, an onboard NIC. Or who knows, maybe it even comes Wi-Fi. with Wi Fi yeah. uh, as a part of it. Um, so, again, those are the things you want to think about. Uh, then, you know, your keyboard, your mouse, your monitor, what are you going to do? You know, if you have an old monitor and you're thinking you could connect it, is the connection going to be the right one? Do you have an HDMI out of what you're going to be building on that motherboard? So a lot of things you want to consider. Now, you've recommended a website in the past that can Mm -hmm. actually help people in piecing together and building their own computer. Oh, yeah, PCPartPicker.com. It's a great website. Uh, The guy originally started it as kind of like a hobby because he got to the point where, you know, he'd be building a PC and just, you know, things weren't compatible to each other, and he would order things and end up not being compatible and then having to return them. So he got fed up with it, and he just started trying to find the best prices across the entire Internet and created a website that would automatically uh, remove incompatible items from your search. So if after you pick like a motherboard, it would remove all the incompatible memory and processors. Ah, so nice. you, you couldn't accidentally buy something that is not compatible. Well, it, it got to be so popular that he's now turned it into like a full-time job. As last I remember, this is a couple of years ago, but the site is great. And the site also will send you like alerts. Like if you're watching a particular product and you're like, yeah. It's a little too much right now. You can send an alert and it will email you when that price goes down to the alert, you know, whatever price you set. Right. But it's it's a great website. And you and, and even if you don't even know the first thing about building a computer, you can go to PCPartPicker.com uh, and there are people that have done completed builds. So all you have to do is go to the completed build section, type in how much you want to spend, like what's your max budget, and it will show you build after build after build of what people have done with pictures. Right. And you're like, ooh, I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> so then you click on it, and then it will show you all the pieces that go along with it. And one link, one click, you can basically go. It like, Well, actually, I shouldn't say one click. Like Sometimes the best prices are on Amazon. Sometimes they're on Newegg. Sometimes they're on Tiger Direct, you know, other things. But sometimes you can find them where you just one click. It'll take you to one website, add all the pieces to your cart, and then boom, you check out, boom, you're done. Very and then cool. you just wait for, wait for it to come. PCPartPicker.com. We're uh-huh. going to take another break. We'll be back with more of Tech Talk Radio. Now, uh, coming up next week, uh, when this show, uh, this show airs the following week, something big, something you should think about. We're going to talk about that uh, coming up with Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Tech Talkers. We'll be right back. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. So, uh, this coming, on the 31st, this this coming week, it is World Backup Day. Ah. And so, it's a good day to think about uh, having a backup of your data. There is, has it ever happened to you where you've gone <laughs> to access something and you hear the click, 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 or it suddenly you're- to me not too long ago. Did it really? How much yeah. data did you lose? Uh, a terabyte. 
that's a lot of data. Yeah, that was, I, I was it was my uh, my Plex media, my, oh, my Plex so drive. All your Plex stuff. Yep, all my movies and videos and things like that. Yeah, totally um, went went bye bye. But thankfully, I did have a backup uh, on you know the the, uh, the you got me that uh, Acronis true right, image. Right. So I was able to pull a bunch of the data off of that, replace it with another drive. But interestingly enough, that drive was a two terabyte drive, and just earlier this last week. Uh, I had a problem with that drive. I kept getting notifications from Windows saying, you know, drive E's got a bad sector. And I'm like, okay. Ooh. But Plex kept trying to start and it would stop, start and stop, start and stop. And I'd keep getting an alert saying Plex service is starting, Plex services stop. And then my computer would just randomly shut down, even though. Oh, I that's have never not... good. That's yeah, never good. So it scared me, man. It scared me. But I went through. I, I checked the disk. I repaired the disk. And I, I, I powered the system off. I even unplugged the power supply to make sure that it was fully powered off right and since then knock on wood but it's been okay are you so. beginning to think though it's going to be time to make a, a full backup uh, to a new drive well yeah but I, I don't have any new drives like even this two terabyte that i had was a hand-me-down it was never used but it was just it was old it's been it's a spinny drive you know it's not a oh, not boy. an ssd yeah. but uh yeah it was an old drive it's probably six, seven years old? Well, okay, so with World Backup Day, many people uh, have never, ever done a backup of mm. their computer. Um, they may have lost drives in the past, and then it's that's it. It's out to the wind. Whatever you had on there is gone. Yep. Um, and World Backup Day is really stressing the importance of making a, a backup of your computer, in some cases, a backup of your backup. The yep. redundancy doesn't hurt. Um, if somebody has never done backup before and say they've got a maybe a 500 gigabyte drive in their system, um, do they go out and they buy themselves a 200 gigabyte, uh, you know, portable drive to back up their system? You're trying to want more than 200 gigabyte. I mean, nowadays, most systems are, you know, 500 gigabytes to a terabyte, you know, yeah. So if you've got a 500 gigabyte, you're going to want to get uh, at least... I'd say larger than that, 750 or one terabyte. You can well, find one terabyte. It's really inexpensive now. It's, it depends. I mean, if you want to make a full backup of your of your system, like a complete full backup that you can just restore it to a drive and bam, you're back off to the races, then yeah, you're going to want to get something bigger than what you currently have in your system. However, if you're just looking to back up some files, mm -hmm. you know, some important documents and pictures and things like that, then no, you don't necessarily need a drive as big as your computer or bigger. You just need a drive that'll hold what you want to back up. Now, do you have a, a preference on drives? I mean, uh, there are drives in the market that are made for being portable, like a portable drive. I've got a couple of those and I love them. Uh, I've got one SSD drive that's portable. Uh, all of these are from uh, Western Digital. And, uh, and again, I love those. And then I have a couple of big drives that sit on my desktop so I can back those those up. The problem is a lot of people are not sure how to do it, and they're afraid of, of actually starting a backup. There used to be when you would buy a drive, say, from WD or any of the other manufacturers, you would actually get a, a backup program that you could use that would help you in the backups. I don't know if we're seeing that as much anymore. So is it gonna is it gonna serve them to go out and buy a Cronus or get another backup solution to go ahead and start running those backups? Windows has one, but a lot of people say it's very confusing. Yeah, I mean, well, to answer your question, uh, the drive that I like 
my choice is Seagate. Mm-hmm. I like the Seagate. I have a six terabyte uh, USB three uh, powered uh, 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 removable, not removable, but it's it's external external right. hard drive. So it's six terabytes. All it does is hold my backup. And yeah, I use Acronis. You know, you got me the Acronis. Right. Um, 2020 true or 2021 Im- I got you was True it? Image 2021 yeah. is what we were So yeah. it's, it's great because it, as the title says, it's True Image. It literally takes an image of each one of my drives. So my, my operating system drive, which is the C drive, it takes an uh, image of my D drive, which is just, you know, some, some games and some pictures. It takes a drive image of my E drive, which is all of my movies and documents and things. And then even my gaming drive, which is just a one terabyte uh, thing with all my games. Now, that's not so important. I actually stopped backing that up because I don't mind reinstalling my games if I have to. It's yeah. not a big deal. Like, I got gigabit internet. I can download my games super quick. I don't care about that. Right. But with Acronis, it's super simple. Yeah. I mean, you start it up. You tell it, I want to back this, 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 and this up. And I want to back it up to here. And mm-hmm. I want to run it on a weekly basis. Boom. Done. That's it. That's it. That's all you have to do. And in some cases, uh, depending on how you set up that backup, uh, and again, it's pretty easy. Uh, step-by-step wizard will help you. If you have that drive connected and it's on your desktop, you can tell it just back up any of the, so you do a full backup and then it will do an incremental after that. Exactly. Uh, that's a big thing. The incremental. It only backs up the stuff that's changed since the last backup. So your first backup will take hours, if not a full day. But after that, it's only the stuff that has changed. So like if you go and you alter like a Word document Mm -hmm. in Acronis, what it does is it sets a flag on that. And and when I say flag, it's not a flag that you can see, but it's a flag on the file that says to Acronis, hey, this file has changed. So that way when Acronis goes... And I'm not just saying across all the other backup ones does it too, but I'm just saying across because I use Acronis, but it will say you need to back this up because it's changed. And it's uh, pretty easy to do. Again, it's just a matter of having the time to do it. Another option to look into as well is backing up to the cloud. And what that means is you take your backup and rather than backing up to physical media, uh, you're backing it up to a cloud-based system where it's stored there in the cloud. So in case you ever run into a catastrophic failure, yep. you can download your backup using a very couple of easy steps once you get your system back up to download and get that image back onto your computer, which makes it uh, pretty good. Well, the only downside to having a cloud backup, though, is, is it does rely on your internet connection. Yes. So if you're in an area that, that you don't have a great internet connection or... Even worse, a metered internet connection where you basically get a data cap. That's not the greatest thing for you because you're going to either be uploading or downloading your backups extremely slow if you don't have great internet. Or let's say you have a failure and you've got to get your data off the cloud, but you only get, I don't know, let's say 500 gigabytes a month. You might just use up your entire month's internet allowance just getting your backup off the cloud. Yeah. So yeah. having having a local backup is great. Now, I know I, I want to take it one step further. If you're backing things up and you are really serious about what you're backing up, don't keep your backup drive in the same location as your main computer. Exactly. I mean, if you have a fire, God forbid, your backup's not going to do you any good. No. Take you're... your backup and put it in like, I don't know, your office. 
well, or, 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 or a safety deposit box. Yeah, I was going to say, some people have said they've taken their, their little, you know, portable drives with the backups of, you know, family photos, a whole bit. And they'll have, they have a safe deposit box. They'll put it in there. Yeah. So it's but just, don't keep your backup in the same house. I, in some cases, too, depending on the data, you may want to do a backup of a backup. Yeah. That does not hurt. Again, the cost per terabyte is really inexpensive right now. So it doesn't hurt to have that backup in two different locations. So then again, in case anything ever happens, you should be okay. And again, uh, there you could go online. You could do a search for some of the backup programs. I definitely recommend taking a look at a Cronus, A-C-R-O-N-I-S. Now, what about your mobile devices? We don't want to leave them out. So well, you, sure, uh, I guess. SanDisk makes a what's called an iExpand drive, and you can plug that in to your Android device. You could plug it into your iPhone, and you could, using the program, do a backup that way of your smartphone. That's really, honestly, a really good, easy way to make sure you have your backup. So you got your desktop, you got your laptops, and you got your, your mobile devices, so you can have those backed up as well. You know, the Android, it backs up automatically to the Google Cloud. Right. So, and I know uh, iPhone will back up, you know, to iCloud. So these mobile backups, I'm not exactly sure what benefit they provide over Google mm-hmm. Cloud or or the Apple iCloud. Because, like, I, I just got, you know, a new Google phone recently, and, and, and I, I just simply log into my Google account, and it says, hey, we found a backup from your old Pixel 3. Do you want to you know, restore it. I'm like, sure. And within like an hour and a half, all my stuff was back. That's cool. Yeah. So speaking of mobile too, uh, Uh this is interesting. Uh, This last Monday, there was a major, major problem with Android. Uh, Something just happened. And I noticed this because all of a sudden my Outlook just stopped working. Like I would launch up Outlook and it would just close itself down immediately. And I thought, Okay, maybe I got a, like some sort of an email that it's trying to preview that, uh, you know, maybe it can't do it, so it, it errors out. Well, started looking into it. According to Engadget, a, a number of Android users suddenly saw notifications pop up on their devices saying that apps had stopped running. Uh, things like Gmail, banking apps, Google Pay, uh, and a bunch of others. Oh, and wow. Yeah, so... They, they said that basically, uh, if you're having the problem, something that's worked for a lot of people was to go into the Google Play Store on your device, uninstall the latest update to a system app called Android System Web View. It's the app that provides Chrome-like browser rendering within apps. And according to developers and end users, many of the errors were where the problems resides there. But... Um, According to Google later on that night, it did mention that it has confirmed that the issue was with the latest update to the WebView app. But but they didn't mention Outlook during that time. So I uninstalled Outlook. I reinstalled Outlook. And I added my uh, email accounts one by one. Right. And it seems to have, like, not had an issue anymore. But uh, that was a pretty big issue. Like, all of a sudden, just... Thousands and thousands of people are saying, hey, Android, you know, and we haven't heard a lot about problems with Android. And so this is kind of interesting that all of a sudden. Well, now, was this something you went to down detector to take a look to see if they were there was a, a, an outage reported? I actually didn't go to down detector. I thought it was just something on my machine. But then I started seeing in reports. And I, that's when I found that article from Engadget saying, hey, there's a big problem going on. 
and it's affecting a lot of Android users. I'm like, whoa, maybe I wasn't the only one. Like, oh, boy. I seriously thought it was just me. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Right, we're going to go go ahead and just make our website of the week, decrypt.co. Oh, yeah. But we totally. will take a break. We come back, actually. You've been playing around with virtual reality, augmented mm. reality. We want to get your thoughts on that when we come back with Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. Find us on Twitter. Send us a tweet at Tech Talk Radio. We'll be right back. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Justin Lemmy. I'm Andy Taylor. Okay, so I have not got myself the virtual reality goggles or anything. I've been looking at them. Mm -hmm. I keep thinking I want to get them. A little pricey, but you have had the chance to experience it. But you're not too excited about what's been going on with the flight simulator. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I love, I love the Oculus Quest too, because uh, I like it because it's standalone. You know, I can, I can just sit on the couch and play virtual poker or, you know, other other games uh, without having to connect it to the PC. But one of the big selling features was I can connect it to the PC and play virtual. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, where I can be sitting in the cockpit and playing it. And um, I bought the link cable, and I could never get it to work right. I mean, Uh-oh. my computer, I know I just upgraded it, but honestly, I didn't upgrade it that much. I mean, I went from a i7-6700 series to an i7-8700 series, which is still not that great. But I could never get it working right. And so I kind of gave up on it. But other people were saying, yeah, it's working great. And then all of a sudden... An update came out. Oh, that's it. To to NVIDIA. <laughs> and an update came out to the Oculus. And an update came out to the Microsoft Flight Simulator. And all three of them foobarred everything. Wow. That like, good. people are saying, you know what? Virtual reality in Flight Simulator is unplayable at this time. So I have pretty much given up on virtual reality. But it also kind of left a sour taste in my mouth with Flight Simulator. I know it's a great game. I just can't bring myself back to it. Once I experienced what it was like in virtual reality, I don't want to go back to playing on a monitor anymore. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, because you've been spoiled. Yeah, and now I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what, you have a lot to choose from now. Uh, if you haven't heard, the Game Pass from Microsoft is now offering the Electronic Arts Library, yep. uh, at least a, a good number of 60 brand new games have been added uh, from EA. And I mean, we're talking some of the best action games that have been out there. You can now play with the Game Pass which runs you a low monthly fee. So you're not going out and paying $70, $80 for each game. You get a chance sure. to play them, Yep, which is uh, kind of cool. I, right. I got the Game Pass. Do you have, have you tried yeah. any of them yet? I haven't. Uh, not the EA. Well, I bought Madden 21, but I haven't tried any other EA games. But I, I do try some of the Game Pass games. I've got a little couple days off, so I'm, I'm planning to Good. get some gaming in. All right, that's it for this week's Tech Talk Radio. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. Have yourselves a great week. We'll see you next time.